Hello everyone, I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for watching our broadcast today. I pray that as you listen to the message that it is going to inspire your faith. I believe your faith is going to go to another level and you're going to begin to expect some great things to happen in your life. God is for you, not against you. And I believe He's about to show you His glory in ways that you have never experienced before. If you were with us last week, we talked about Show me your glory. That's our theme. And I believe, praise God, that you are going to begin to experience God's glory, as I said, like you've never experienced before. It is His will. I want you to settle that once and for all in your heart. It is the will of God for me to experience His glory. When Moses said, I beseech thee, Lord, show me your glory, the first two words that came out of God's mouth were, I will. You'll find that in Exodus chapter 33 and verse 18. I will. And I believe if it was God's will to show Moses his glory, then praise God, why wouldn't it be his will to show us his glory as well? Now, once again, we talked about last week, if you were joining us, that the glory of God, it consists of three major things. Number one is a manifestation of the presence of God. Number two, it is a manifestation of the power of God. And then number three, it is a manifestation of the goodness of God. And what the Lord said to me at the beginning of this year, He said, everywhere you go, I want you to instruct believers to keep on their lips and in their prayers these words, Lord, show me your glory. And He said, tell them to do it every day. Why is it important that we do that every day? Because you and I need to experience the glory of God every day in our lives. You know, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Satan does not want you to be winner, a winner. He doesn't want you to, to succeed. He doesn't want you to prosper. He doesn't want you to walk in health. What he wants you to do is just give up and quit. Now, there are a lot of reasons why, uh, you know, uh, we could just give up and quit. I mean, there's pressure that comes our way. There's adversity that comes our way. There's impossible situations that comes our way. But that's no reason to give up and quit. Not as long as you've got a Bible. Not as long as you've got the Word of God. Not as long as God is alive, Jesus is Lord. You don't have to quit. You can stand your ground. In fact, the Bible says from the writings of the Apostle Paul uh, and, and the Apostle James as well, that if we will put on the whole armor of God, and if we will resist the devil, he will flee, praise God. So just because you come under attack does not mean that Satan is going to win. Just because uh, you've been told impossible, that does not mean that Satan is going to win. Give God an opportunity to come through for you. After all, God is the God of the breakthrough. And I believe he wants to visit your house. He wants to show you his glory. Now, once again, we, we saw in... Uh, on last week's broadcast from John chapter 11, where Jesus is at the tomb of Lazarus. And he says, Lazarus, come forth. Even though the man had died, he'd been dead for four days. His body even has decayed and stinks now. Martha reminded him of that. And Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And Martha once again doubted uh, his ability to raise her brother from the dead. And Jesus said to her in verse 40, did not I say unto you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. So that is very important. That's the prerequisite, you might say, to seeing the glory of God. You've got to believe that God will show you his glory. No wonder 
Moses said, God, show me your glory, because he realized how vital and how important it was to his life. Well, it's important to my life. It's important to your life. I'm, I'm saying to God every day, Lord, show me your glory. And I'm believing that he will do it. And consequently, I'm seeing the glory of God manifesting in various forms every day of my life. So when you get up in the morning, say it again, Lord, show me your glory. But then add these words, and I believe you will. I want you to do that right now. Lord, show me your glory today. And then add these words, and I believe you will. Amen. That's important. Now, you know as well as I do, in fact, I believe you know as well as I do, that the basic element of faith, the, the basic way the Bible teaches us that faith is released is through the words of our mouth. The Bible says that God created the world. Uh, he created uh, the universe. He created everything that is by His words. In Genesis chapter 1, you'll find out that when God began creating the world, the earth, the universe, it starts out with, and God said, and it follows with, and it was so. And God said, and it was so. And God said, and it was so. That's the basic way that faith is released. Now, Jesus said in the 11th chapter of Mark, have the faith of God. Have the God kind of faith. Well, if we're going to have the God kind of faith, then we're going to have to start believing that the things that come out of our mouth will come to pass for us just like they do for God. In fact, Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13, he's actually quoting David, as it is written, I have believed and therefore have I spoken. So Paul is saying that the way that you release the God kind of faith is that once you believe what the Word says, and you believe that it's going to come to pass, that God's going to make it happen for you, then you must speak it out of your mouth. So it's important that you say, God is showing me His glory. God is showing me His glory. Do it every day, not just occasionally, not just once in a while, not just uh, if you remember to do so. No, the Bible says in uh, Psalm 20, uh, 35, actually verse 27, it says, let them say continually, the Lord be magnified, who hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So notice it says, say it continually. So I get up saying, Lord, you have great pleasure in bringing prosperity into my life. I believe you're going to bring prosperity today. I say it every day. I say, God is going to show me his glory today. That's the way, once again, that faith is released. So I want to encourage you to begin to do this. Let's do it right now. Say this with me. Lord, show me your glory today. And then say this, Lord, I believe you will. Say this, Lord, send prosperity today. And say this, and Lord, I believe you will. Say this, Lord, show me your goodness today. And then follow up with saying, and Lord, I believe you will. You see, if you begin to say it and you say it continually, then praise God, you're going to begin to expect it to take place in your life each and every day. And I know that many of you that are watching right now, you need manifestations of God's presence. You need God to manifest His power and you need God to manifest His goodness. Well, this is the way it happens. It doesn't just happen, you know, just because uh, you're a Christian, it happens because you're a person of faith. You dare to believe God. The Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. So begin to say what you believe and we expect God to bring it to pass in your life. So once again, 
Before we go to our break, I want you to say this with me. Lord, I'm expecting you to show me your glory today in Jesus' name. Amen, and so be it. Now begin to rejoice and thank God for it. Watch this announcement. I'll be back in just a few moments and continue the teaching today. What would it be like if the glory of God was manifested in your life? Scripture gives us many examples of God's glory being revealed and changing impossible situations. Sadly, many Christians today are unaware of this miraculous power. In his new eye-opening resource, Show Me Your Glory, Jerry Savelle reveals the biblical principles to experiencing the manifested glory of God in your life. This is your opportunity. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request this life-changing package, including the all-inclusive book and six-CD teaching, Show Me Your Glory. In this prophetic teaching, you'll discover the three characteristics of the glory, the prerequisites for experiencing the glory, and how the glory will cause you to walk in victory and triumph. Don't delay. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and order your copy of this special resource today. Hey, be sure to take advantage of our special resources this week. Show me your glory in book form and in CDs, and I'll be talking about that a little later in the broadcast. We want to go back to the teaching on show me your glory. You remember in Exodus chapter 33 when Moses made that request to the Lord in verse 18. He said, I beseech thee, show me your glory. And in verse 19, God responds, first of all, with these two words, I will. And then he followed up by saying, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. Notice when Moses said, show me your glory, God said, I'll cause all my goodness to pass before thee. And then in verse 22, God says, and it shall come to pass while my goodness passeth by. I'm sorry, while my glory passeth by. So it appears that the word glory and goodness are interchangeable. In the mind of God, they're one and the same. So when Moses said, show me your glory, God said, okay, I'll cause all my goodness to pass before thee. So you can't separate the glory of God from the goodness of God. Now here's the reason I brought that up is because Exodus chapter 34 and verse 6 makes this statement, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and in truth. So notice the Bible says that God is abundant in goodness. That means that Moses didn't see it all. Moses didn't experience it all, nor did Joshua, nor did Samuel, nor did David, nor did anyone else in the Old Testament. And that even goes for people in the New Testament. Paul didn't see it all. Peter didn't see it all. The Bible says that God is abundant in goodness. In other words, he didn't run out. There's still so much more goodness that God has in store, and He wants to pour it out on you and me. Now, in Psalm 31, verse 19, listen to this powerful statement. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee. So notice the Bible says that God has laid up goodness that has not yet been dispersed. There's goodness that has been laid up that God has not yet distributed. And praise God, I believe that He's been waiting on you and me. I believe with the generation is going to experience the goodness of God beyond anything any previous generation ever experienced. And that's saying a whole lot, because if you read your Bible, both the Old Testament and the New Testament, then you're going to find out that there were manifestations of God's goodness 
throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. And some of them, uh, as you read them, man, it caused the hair to stand up on the back of your neck and takes about a week to get it to lay down again. But they didn't see all the goodness of God. There's still so much more in store or in reserve, so to speak. And God has it set aside for you and for me. Now, how do you know that, Brother Jerry? Some of you might be thinking. Well, let's read in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, where the Apostle Paul makes this statement. Let me get to it. And if you've got your Bible, you follow along with me. Ephesians chapter 2, and it says in verse 7, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Here it says, in the ages to come. Another translation says, in successive generations. In other words, in generations even beyond the Apostle Paul's generation. That would include our generation. So he's saying that in successive generations, God wants to show the exceeding riches of His grace. Now, one of the meanings of the word grace is unmerited favor, kindness, goodness. So Paul is saying that God is looking for a generation beyond Paul's generation that he is going to pour out the exceeding riches of his grace, his favor, his kindness, his goodness on that group of people that are in Christ Jesus. Well, I'm one of those people, and you're one of those people, praise God, if you've invited Jesus to be the Lord of your life. So that says to me that God has held the best in reserve. You and I are headed for manifestations of the goodness of God like no other generation has ever experienced. Now, remember what David said, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That's Psalm 23. So David experienced the goodness of God. He experienced the goodness of God big time. In fact, he talks about the favor of God, the goodness of God. In fact, he said in one particular psalm, four different times, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. So this man experienced the goodness of God like perhaps no other. He wrote about it uh, more so than any other person who was uh, privileged to be a writer of Scripture in the Bible. But yet David did not experience God's goodness like is in reserve for you and me. You say, well, when is it going to happen? I believe, praise God, God is ready to do so right now. I believe we're the generation that God's been waiting for. I believe, praise God, as the book of Isaiah says, the glory of the Lord will be seen upon us. It will rest upon us. And what is the glory of the Lord? Manifestation of God's presence, God's power, and God's goodness. And we're the generation that it's been held in reserve for. So praise God. I think you ought to lift your hands right now and thank God in advance that you're one of the people that Paul wrote about, that Isaiah wrote about. We're one of the, the group of people or peoples that God has held in reserve all this goodness, all these manifestations of His glory. And praise God, I believe that we are headed for it rapidly. And I believe, praise God, that it's going to begin in your life right now. So lift your hands and say, God, thank you for showing me your glory. Say it again. God, Thank you for showing me your glory. Amen. Praise God. So once again, Psalm 31, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee. That means one that reverences God, that, that, that uh, holds God in high esteem. 
Well, I'm one of those people, and I believe you're one of those people as well. I love what the Amplified Bible says in Ephesians 2, 7. It says, the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of His unmerited favor. Who's that reserved for? You and me. God is going to cause you and I to experience the immeasurable, the limitless, and the surpassing riches of His goodness, His grace, and His unmerited favor. Praise God. Now, Psalm 27, verse 13. David is sharing in this verse how important the glory of God, the goodness of God, the presence of God, the power of God was in his life, and how important it should be in our lives. In Psalm 27 and verse 13, David said, I had fainted, or I would have fainted, unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And if you read that psalm in its entirety, you'll find out that he was under attack. He was experiencing some uh, adversity in his life. But then he says this, And if I had not chosen to believe that I would see the goodness of God, I would have fainted. I would not have been able to stand. I would not be able to testify to the fact that God manifested His goodness in my life. So that's how important the glory of God is for you and me. That's how important His presence, His power, and His goodness is. Many of you might be at the place right now where you're on the verge of fainting. You're on the verge of giving up. You're saying, I can't take anymore. Uh, the pressure is too great. Don't do that. Don't give up. Don't quit because there's no promises uh, of success for quitters. There are promises for success for those who become diligent, those who persevere, those who are persistent, those who refuse to give up. So make the decision right now that you are not going to quit. You're not going to give the devil the pleasure of thinking that he's got you under pressure to the point that you're just going to throw in the towel. Don't do that. Stand your ground. Don't quit. Hold fast to the Word of God and believe that you're going to see the goodness of God just like David did. Amen. Now, in verse 14, it says, Wait on the Lord. And this is in Psalm 27 as well. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He will strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So notice, David is admonishing us, don't give up. Don't quit. Wait on the Lord. Don't be so quick to throw in the towel. It's not over yet. I realize that many of you may be going through some of the most impossible-looking situations you've ever been through. I've been there. My wife has been there. People on this staff have been there. I don't know Christians who haven't been there. But praise God, if we can stand, then you can stand. If we refuse to give up, then you can refuse to give up. But I can't make that choice for you. You're going to have to make the choice yourself. But know this, that God is on your side. The Holy Spirit is your helper. And praise God, He will assist you in being able to remain strong in the Word and strong in the Lord until your breakthrough takes place, until you see the goodness of the Lord. Now, the message translation says this, I'm sure now that I'll see God's goodness. Stay with God. Take heart. Don't quit. I'll say it again. Stay with God. I love that. Let me read it again. This is from the message translation, Psalm 27, verse 14. I'm sure now that I will see the goodness of God. How many of you are sure that God is going to show you His goodness? Didn't you say, Lord, show me your glory? 
Well, the goodness of God, you can't separate the goodness of God from the glory of God. So if you're going to say, Lord, show me your glory, don't you believe he will? So notice it says, I'm sure now that I'll see God's goodness. And then he encourages us with this, stay with God, take heart, don't quit. I'll say it again, stay with God. And I'm going to repeat it just as he did. Stay with God. Don't quit, take heart, don't give up because the glory of the Lord is just on the horizon. It's going to come to pass in your life if you refuse to give up. Look at somebody uh, around the room. If you don't have anybody else, look at me on your television set and say, I am not a quitter. I'm a winner in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, Psalm 65, verse 11, uh, I, this is what I'm confessing regarding my year uh, personally and my year as a ministry. And I want to encourage you to begin to do so. Psalm 65:11 says, Thou crownest the year with thy goodness. Another translation, the Amplified Bible says, with your bounty. Another translation says, you will liberally bestow gifts and favors upon your people throughout this year. So I want you to begin to, uh, or I want to encourage you to begin to confess that. Say, Lord, you will crown my year with your goodness. You will crown my year with your bounty and you will liberally bestow gifts and favors on my life. Amen. Say it again. You will, Lord, bestow gifts and favors on my life this year. You will crown my year with your bounty and you will crown my year with your goodness. Keep that in your heart and keep it in your mouth and decree it often. Praise God. Give God something to work with. You know, if you go around saying nothing ever happens to me, nothing good ever takes place in my life. Uh, you know, it seems like year after year, I just keep going through the same battles. You're not giving God anything to work with. He responds to faith, not doubt and unbelief. And, and you're not going to, you're not going to get him to feel sorry for you, even though he loves you, but you're not going to get him to feel sorry for you. You have to learn to, to take his word to heart and believe it and decree it. And then that's what God responds to. So I want you to say it again. I believe my God is going to crown my year with his goodness in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, Psalm 41, verse 11. I love this verse. I've used it many, many times, and I've experienced many victories just from holding fast to this verse alone. Psalm 41, 11, David says, By this I know that you favor me because my enemy does not triumph over me. I'll read it again. By this I know that you favor me because my enemy does not triumph over me. What is he saying? I know the favor of God is on my life. I know the goodness of God is on my life. And I know the glory of God is on my life. And here's how I know, because the enemy never triumphs over me. Wouldn't you like to have that testimony? Well, you can have that testimony, but it's not going to happen if you just, you know, uh, sit around and feel sorry for yourself. If you just sit around and, 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 and say, well, God never does anything great in my life. Quit saying those kind of things. Begin to speak the word of God. 
begin to decree that the favor of the Lord is on my life, that God is gracious to me, that God's goodness is on my life, and He wants to show me His glory. And you can get to the place to where you too can say, by this I know, here's the evidence that I have, that, that God's favor is on my life, that God's goodness is on my life, is simply because Satan, my enemy, never triumphs over me. That's what God wants you to be able to say, and praise God, I believe that He wants you to be able to say it beginning right now and for the rest of your life. Can you say amen? Say it again, Lord, show me your glory today, and then say this, and God, I believe you will. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Watch this announcement, then I'll be back in just a few moments. What would it be like if the glory of God was manifested in your life? Scripture gives us many examples of God's glory being revealed and changing impossible situations. Sadly, many Christians today are unaware of this miraculous power. In his new eye-opening resource, Show Me Your Glory, Jerry Savelle reveals the biblical principles to experiencing the manifested glory of God in your life. This is your opportunity. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request this life-changing package, including the all-inclusive book and six-CD teaching, Show Me Your Glory. In this prophetic teaching, you'll discover the three characteristics of the glory, the prerequisites for experiencing the glory, and how the glory will cause you to walk in victory and triumph. Don't delay. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and order your copy of this special resource today. Praise the Lord. Thank you once again for watching our broadcast today. And let me encourage you, place your order immediately for the resources that we are making available this week. Goes right along with the messages we're teaching. Six CDs on Show Me Your Glory, and then also my brand new book by the same title, Show Me Your Glory. Don't delay. Place your order today. I believe they're going to take your faith to another level, and you're going to begin to expect the glory of God to manifest your life on a daily basis. Amen. Um, I was going to say this before I close today, that when I was teaching this recently in a church uh, here in America, uh, the Lord impressed upon me to pray for the following over those people in that particular church. And as we went to the break, I was impressed the Lord to pray this over you, the viewing audience today. Here's what the Lord said to do. I want you to pray for people in this service tonight, and that includes all of you that are watching this broadcast today. He said, I want you to pray for financial breakthroughs. I want you to pray for favor where employment is concerned. I want you to pray for favor on their businesses. I want you to pray for settlements. I want you to pray for creative ideas, and I want you to pray for their harvest coming into their hands. So I'm going to lay my hands on my notebook where the Lord impressed me to pray that way in that church service, and I'm going to pray for you. And if you're believing for any of those things to take place, I want you to begin to expect it to happen. Father, I pray over every person that's watching this television broadcast today for financial breakthroughs, for favor where their employment is concerned, for favor on their businesses, settlements being settled, and I'm praying for creative ideas coming from heaven, and I'm praying that the harvest from their seed sown is going to come into their hands 
quickly in the name of Jesus. Now, if you believe you receive, lift your hands and say, Lord, I believe I receive, and I believe you are showing me your glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. I want to encourage you to join me again next week as we continue on this same theme. Lord, show me your glory. And I believe, praise God, as we continue teaching on this, your faith is going to go to another level. And you're going to begin to expect His presence, His power, and His goodness showing up in your life more and more each and every day. Thank you for watching. I'll see you again next week. And until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.